Hey there, and welcome to a new episode of Trading Talks. And we're here, as you probably guessed, to talk about trading. Shocking, right? We're going to share insights, use technical analysis, value specific assets, and analyze how they react to recent market events. My name is Sam Noor, market analyst at eToro, and I am ready to talk trade. Are you ready? Let's go. This podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation, or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular investment objectives or financial situation and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Trader Talks, where we're focusing on non-farm payrolls. For quite some time, it's probably been the most highly anticipated data release of each month. And you know what? That hasn't really changed. We've got the next Federal Reserve meeting on the 22nd of March. And before that, I would say this is the second most important event that we're going to get. Number one is going to be the latest inflation number. The CPI reading is the day before the FOMC meeting on the 21st of March. But this is definitely number two. We're expecting volatility. Just this year from the January and February data sets from December and January's actual job report, the S&P 500 has moved 1.7%. The average of last year, was just 0.9. So there's a lot more focus on this now. So traders and investors are clearly paying a lot of attention to this uh, jobs report. They want to see how strong or weak the labor market is, and they can then uh, start to piece together what the Fed might do. So the market is paying a lot of attention to this. In fact, the S&P 500 in the last six reports has moved 1% or more five times out of that six. So look, you can never exactly predict what is going to happen in non-farm payrolls, but history or recent history shows us that we can expect some volatility. And with it being the second most important thing ahead of the next Federal Reserve meeting, we may start to see different assets move round. So a lot of focus is on this. I, as a trader, I'm looking forward to it because I might want that volatility, but investors will be keeping a very close eye on as well as we are pretty well set. We've had a strong start to the year. We've had a bit of a recovery from those highs and it's finely poised. It really is. And this is that next thing that could give it the drive to go higher or come lower. So what is non-farm payrolls? For those that if you, for those of you that aren't involved in markets or you're a little bit new, you might think, what on earth is this? Well, the first thing to note is it's usually released on the first Friday of every month. There will be times where it's not, where there's been a bank holiday or there hasn't been enough time. And actually this one isn't the first Friday of the month, but usually it is. So just to confuse you a little bit there, but essentially what it is, it's a jobs report. So the current employment statistics program from the US Department of Labor, Bureau of Labor Statistics, survey about 141,000 businesses and government agencies representing approximately 486,000 individual work sites in order to provide detailed industry data on employment hours, 
um, the the amount of earnings that workers are, are making as well on non-farm payroll. So the last report that came in saw 517,000 jobs created, which was the highest since July last year. And for the last, well, before that, for the last five months, we've been probably averaging around sort of, you know, just under 300,000. So it was a big shock to the market initially. We will go on to talk about what to expect from this upcoming data release. But just before we get there, you know, I mentioned that we could well see some volatility, but in what markets? The first thing to note is it's a US data release. So therefore, anything to do with the US dollar is going to move. So currency wise, the euro USD, the most traded currency market of them all is going to be a lot of traders preferred instrument to be looking at. Of course, the pound against the US dollar, the dollar yen, which are highly liquid assets will also be of focus. Of course, the stock market, the S&P 500, the most traded equity market in the world, again, will be of many traders focus, as well as the Nasdaq and the Dow Jones, the bond market, the 10 year government bond T notes also likely to be affected as are commodities that are priced in dollars, for example, gold and oil. Now, for those that trade crypto it is also worth noting that because the dollar could strengthen or weaken off this data release, so could your crypto assets that are priced in dollars. Now, let's talk about that data release. If we're to have a better than expected data release, well, first of all, what would that be? For the stock market, that would be, in theory, less jobs created, less money being earned. That would then obviously decrease the chance of inflation continuing to stay high. That's the simple way of thinking about it. So if we're going to get a better than expected jobs report, you're going to see stocks go higher. The S&P 500, the Nasdaq, the Dow Jones, you're going to see the US dollar weaken. So the euro USD would go higher. The pound USD would go higher. You're also going to see gold strengthen as the dollar would weaken and bonds are also in price going to go up. Now, on the flip side, if we're to get worse than expected jobs report, there'll be plenty of you out there that are quite bullish on the market or want to be bullish on the market. You wouldn't want to see a worse than expected jobs report. You wouldn't want to see a very, very strong labor market. You would want to see it go the other way. So if we are to beat expectations on the jobs report, on the average hourly earnings, stocks are going to come under pressure. Gold is going to come under pressure. Bonds will come under pressure as yields go higher. And the dollar is going to strengthen too. Now, it is worth noting that for different uh, data releases, what is deemed a good and bad report can change over time as well. It's just deemed at the moment that a good report would almost be people out of work, that the Fed have maybe got inflation under control. Just think about it like this. If more people are in work, they've got more money, they're earning more money, they're going to spend more, and therefore inflation can go up. And actually, the Fed, who are trying to bring inflation back now to 2%, are going to struggle with that a little bit and are going to have to raise rates, higher rates for longer. It's not what the market's priced in for one, but also if you think from a company point of view, if they borrow money, it's a higher interest rate, you know, companies are going to struggle. That's just a very simple way of explaining it. Now, what is actually expected for this data is I mentioned last month, 517,000 jobs created. Consensus for this one is just 205,000 in comparison. So, 
you know, if that is to happen, and just to bear in mind, this is a quite a volatile data release where it doesn't always come in in line. But if that is realized, pace would be slower than the free the six and the 12 month averages at 356,000, 349,000 and 414 respectively. So it would be trending in the right direction if you were bullish. Now, there have been some analysts that have claimed seasonal adjustments may have contributed to the January upside move, which was obviously massive. And one thing we do need to consider, as always with any data release, is the revisions to those previous months. The Fed are predicting that unemployment rate will max out at 4.6% in 2023. And the central bank uh, at the next meeting on the 21st and 22nd of March uh, will revise all their economic estimates as well. So at this meeting, or I should say at this data release, the unemployment rate is expected to go up by just 0.1 to 3.5. So still a little bit of way to go on that to that 4.6 target there as well. Analysts uh, also expect the average hourly earnings data uh, to climb by 0.3% there as well. So worth keeping an eye on that. That was the same as the previous. The worst case scenario would be a very big beat on the the non-farm payrolls number and that hourly earnings. If we see, say, 400,000 and a 0.5 or something, people are going to start to get a little bit worried and actually say this jobs market is way too hot which sounds very counterintuitive, doesn't it? Uh, next up for us, and as usual, people that are following along on the podcast can click on the YouTube video to look at the charts as we go through them. But I will be talking about each individual level anyway, so feel free to uh, write them down or when you go back and look at your charts, pay attention to the YouTube video. Whatever works for you is is good for us. Um, the, the first market, that I wanted to touch upon uh, is the S&P 500. It's at a very, very interesting level. You've got a trend line which starts from the all-time high uh, that isn't far away. You've got the 200-day moving average, which is a little bit lower than where we're currently trading. And then you've also got a massive area support at 3,900. Traders will be watching how we finish the back end of this week to see whether we're bullish going into the next couple of weeks or bearish really do keep a close eye on that the euro usd i would say is stuck between 108 and 105 and that's quite a big range admittedly in recent trade we've just hit the 100 day moving average as well so there'll be a lot of traders focusing on that do we finish the week above or below below bearish above the bulls still have a little bit to cling on to there uh, gold as well, very interesting market, just trading above its 100-day moving average and very key support at 1,800. If we to see a strong jobs report, a strong dollar, the likelihood is that that's going to be tested. If we close the week below there, and bear in mind Friday is the last trading day of the week for gold, then the bears are going to be quite happy and it wouldn't be a massive surprise to see price come under pressure next week. The NASDAQ, obviously, in in correlation with the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones is very, very correlated. We have the 200-day moving average, again, a little bit below where we're trading and in and around 12,000 has been a very key support point. On the flip side, for stocks, if we are to have a better than expected jobs report, just keep an eye on 12,500 for the NASDAQ, but also for 4,000 and and 50 for the S&P 500. For Bitcoin, I know there are crypto traders out there 
uh, and it is worth focusing in on 21,150 as a key area of support and then 25,000 as a key area of resistance. Now, look, th- there there can be an expectation when it comes to a data release that you want to to jump in, you want to get involved in the volatility. You don't need to do that. Take your time. We just this year, obviously, we've seen that it's been a 1.7% move in the S&P 500. That's pretty big. But just because that's happened doesn't mean it's guaranteed to happen again. If the data comes in in line, that's already priced in. Just for a recap for those key lines in the sand, if anyone's about to write down those here, S&P 500 for the bulls and the bears, 3,900 key line in the sand that the bears will want to break and the bulls will want to defend. Uh, and then 4,050, the opposite way around. The Euro USD 10470, a key line that the bulls will want to defend, and 108 that the bears will want to defend. Gold 1800 and 1859, NASDAQ 11,896 and 12,500, and a Bitcoin, as I mentioned, 21,150 and 25,000 to the, the upside. Let's just talk about some of those factors to consider here. We've got to think about that three, six, 12 month average. If we're below that, that's a tick. The Fed can almost celebrate that a little bit. And then we can start to maybe look more favorably on that jobs market. We also want to think about the trend of the recent data. Now, we don't want to see a number of 500,000 again. That would be a worrying trend. Can we stay below those averages? Also, think about the revision to the previous month. If everything comes in in line, but the revision is a lot higher or lower, the markets can still move off that. The wage number is important. The unemployment rate is important too. And also we want to think about how markets have traded into an event. If on Friday morning, the markets have been pushing higher and higher and higher, you'll start to get people jump in on that. We almost start to price in a good report. So if it comes in, okay, how much further can the market actually go? Always important to think about that. Also, in the, in the minutes, the hours after, we want to think about the changes to the rate expectations as well. What are the Fed going to do? Are they going to change anything? Also, with this release, you have an ADP number from Wednesday. There's a very low correlation, but it signals a strong labor market at the moment. The reason I didn't talk about it earlier is I think it can just confuse traders a little bit too much. But, you know, just to see how we go in on Friday. Uh, in summary, be wary of that initial market reaction. You don't need to jump straight in. Take a while to take in all of the information. It's a big data set. It's not just the jobs number. You've also got the revision, the wage number, unemployment. There's a lot to take in. Do not feel like you have to jump in. There's a, a long time for the rest of the left of the rest of the day and the week. Understand those correlations at play. It's going to be a monetary policy reaction rather than risk on, risk off. Uh, and also know what market participants here are focusing on. Uh, and also for those that were potentially thinking about holding a trade going into this release, be wary. You know, you don't want to get in a new position in the morning, knowing that in the afternoon, I'm speaking from a UK perspective, you have something that moves the markets quite a lot. And also as a Friday, do you want to hold risk over that weekend? You know, these are decisions you're going to have to make, of course. But if anything is is to go by, there has been a lot of volatility, volatility surrounding this data release in recent weeks, or recent months, I should say. It's probably the second most important thing ahead of the next central bank meeting. So I'll be keeping a very close eye on it. Until next time, take care and trade safe. 
You have been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, use eToro.com.